The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening. Welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking the time each and every Thursday. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. Got a little storms in the area. Telling you what? Makes it a little tricky sometimes. But then sometimes I can make it look tricky anyway. My man Dion's at the board, and that's definitely the reason we have it up and running. If it was up to me, we'd be in big-time trouble, except when it comes to talking about the sport of kings. But we're glad you're with us each and every Thursday. Our weekly exotic update for Winning Ponies continues to grow. It is currently up to $9.8 million for the year. That's pretty sweet. I mean, I mean, people would like to say, well, gee, I did this, or gee, I did that. Winning Ponies isn't about that. We're, we want to do this for you. We're hoping you're on board. It's not about what we're doing. It's about what we hope that you are cashing in on. $9.8 million for the year. And we hope you're on board for the victories. And if not, it is never too late to get on board. Just check us out at winningponies.com. Very easy to use. We'll be talking about that a little bit later. Testimonials. They keep rolling in. Players are playing Kentucky, New York, Santa Anita, everywhere else in between, and dropping us a line sometimes. Some of some great winning stories. The best part, there have been more players that have found this site and found out that it fits their winning needs. So go ahead, give us a look. What do you have to lose? Here's one. Kind of caught my eye here. Annie S. from Massapequa, New York, Saturday, October 17, 2009. Annie strikes again with $1,474 super high five at Oak Tree. Wow. That's sweet. Quoting Annie S., you did it again. I used your tip sheet for the super high five at Oak Tree, Saturday, 10-17. The track favor was the nine, so I added it to the first place with your one through five picks. Okay, Annie, that's what a handicapper does. You make decisions. It says you hit the two, three, four, five spots exactly. By adding the nine in the one spot, I won $1,474.60. I did one bit, not two. She did it once, and I was almost out of money. Thanks again, Annie. Thank you. And keep coming back. And as every business always says, if you like what's happening, tell the world. And if you don't, tell us and we'll get it fixed. But, Annie, we're happy you were on board. And you can be on board as well as Annie asked from Massapequa, New York, was $1,474. I wonder if she's bankrolling for uh, Breeders' Cup. I know that I am. I'm trying. 
I'm, I'm rolling it up there, but Annie's got a little jump on me, and I love it. I love it. Some recent biggins to talk about. Meadowlands, October 16th, a little Superfecta key, $28,362.60. Laurel, October 22nd, race number five, a Superfecta, $17,176.60. Oak Tree, October 16th, race number eight, a Super High Five key, $13,169.60. Here we go. Fresno. October 18th, race number nine, Superfecta box, 12509.80. And I'd be reluctant to say if I left out the Hoosier State. October 16th, race number seven, a Superfecta key, 11,754 even. So there you're hearing it. You're hearing some testimonials. You're hearing some biggins. It's out there. Check it out. It is easy to use. Just to kind of update the sheet there. For you to actually just understand a little bit better, if you've not, if you already are on board, you know what it offers. It's an updated tote board, just like being at the track or any website that you're actually wagering on. It's, it's an updated tote board, and it's really cool. kind of keeps me uh, focused on it. I almost missed a race the other day, and actually the tote board kept me up to, up to speed. All tracks are covered, as you notice. It's just not New York or Kentucky. It's all tracks from yo to go. You will be charged for the races left. That's right. If you just want to bet the late pick four, you're winning credits. Now, that is what they're charged. They're 75 cents each, and you, it's prorated. You're not going to be charged. Like, if you take one of the many, many, many other sheets or data services out there, you're going to be charged for the entire day, whether you play one race or the entire card. We're going to prorate it because we're not out to scalp anybody. We're out there just to give you what you need. So if you're going to pick up that late pick four, just like there's a beautiful one at Keeneland tomorrow, and by the way, I'm going to be throwing a little pick four at you, you can also pick it right up offline, and you're only going to get charged for the races you use. The ability to change up the track condition tabs, the most important in my heart, because it might start off fast and Mother Nature, ooh, it's going to get nasty in Kentucky, I'm telling you that, and then it's going to head up to the East Coast this weekend. You may want to utilize this tab change. The icons for easy use. See, I, I find this really, really helpful when I'm handicapping because there's so many runners, there's so many races, and it's not that I'm playing 5,000 races, but I want to know when a horse is dropping in class. I want to know when they're moving up in class. I like to know when it's blinkers on because usually when it's blinkers on, blinkers off, I tend to take a look at the works. Easy to use. I love the icons. Full expanded PPs, just like the form and or your program that you use. Speed ratings for this race and the last three. And a turf rating to beat that. It's all easy to use, and I suggest that you check it out because it is a whole lot of fun. Because winning is always a lot of fun. What's happening tonight, we're going to recap last week's races. Then we're going to be talking sheets, winning ponies data like we have been doing. News and stories around the world of racing. This week's special guest is trainer, Mr. Neil Hoffman. Neil been around for a while. Neil's a man who gets the job done. You're definitely going to want to pay attention. In segment number two, when we have Mr. Excuse me, Neil Howard aboard. Wow, what was I talking about? I'm sitting here reading the form as I'm talking. Now, Mom would have me in the corner somewhere right about now. 
<laughs> that's what you get when you're reading so much as you're actually going on because I've got my picks. I've got my, I've got three racing forms here because I just can't get enough information. I love to do my homework. Mr. Neil Howard is going to be aboard and we are honored and we are pleased to have him on deck with us. Final furlong handicapping. That is where yours truly, I actually start digging in and trying to make sense of the weekend's races right after we talk to Mr. Howard and talk to him about what's been going on in his life. I have heard some stories that he's uh, kind of a bit of a character, a good guy, and I've heard this from other racing secretaries. Now, when I say character, I mean a fun personality. Not somebody strange, not somebody out there, but a fun personality that I think you're going to like. Let's recast some races. We'll go right up to the break, and then we're going to be talking to our guest of the week, and then hopefully you're going to be learning something, taking something out of this show with you, hopefully to the windows. Actually, he had one in today. I believe ran third. We ran third as I was just scanning the program and flipping channels, as all of us horse players do. Last week at Calder, Bird on the Wire Stakes, five and a half furlongs on the dirt, 75,000 guaranteed. Winner is the one, Lucas Brady. Wins by three parts of a length, paying a whopping 50-440 for Manny Azapura. Incredible day at Calder. The Florida Stay and My Dear Girl Stakes, a mile and a 16th on the dirt, $400,000. Calder, where'd you get all this money at? Loving it. How about Sweet Lillaby? Wins by three lengths. Really, really nice. Three to one. Three wide and drew clear down the lane. Paying $8 for Manny Tortora. Got to love that. Also got to love that Neil Howard's on hold, too. Just saw that popping in here. We're going to be getting him in in a couple minutes. We've got three minutes to break. I'll finish out with this, and then we got our special guest of the week. Call a race course. Call a Oaks. Mile and eighth on the turf. $75,000. Winner of the seven, Shari Juan Leia. In the irons, winning by a length and three quarters, swung out, edged away late for Pete Anderson. But I believe Pete Anderson won the Ohio Derby. Just some of the minutia that goes through your mind when you actually see these trainers. And then back at Calder again, the Florida Stallion in reality stakes a mile and sixteenth on the dirt, four hundred thousand dollars. Jackson Ben and Jeffrey Sanchez, they had a trip to the winner's circle, winning by two and three parts of a length, stumbling very badly at the start for Stanley Gold, paying three dollars and sixty cents to win. Oh, bridge jumpers, climb back down. Calder Derby a grade three, a mile and an eighth on the turf. Winner Sal the Barber. I need a haircut right now, but if you bet it, you didn't uh, you didn't get cashed in too big with Eddie Castro in the irons, only paying three dollars for the great Christophe Clement on the weeds. I guess that's something new there. Also a caller to spend about grade three goes to Mambo Meister by three and three parts of a length, paying seven eighty for Philip Gleaves. And then we go on to Santa Anita, and we've got the Ken Maddie Handicap, grade three. Got to have her Tyler Bays between the ears, winning by two lengths. Steady early, nice rail bid, paying $5 even for Janine Shahadi. Then back down to Sweet Keeneland, Lexington, Kentucky. This part, this part of the year, there's no place prettier. The Perryville Stakes, a grade three. Seven furlongs on the all-weather track, $150,000 up for grabs. The one, El Brujo, Edgar Prado. Yep, you got it right. Edgar Prado steering him clear, wins by a length and a quarter. Snug hole split flows, paying seven twenty for Malcolm Pierce. Then the QE2, the Queen Elizabeth Second Challenge. I remember the very first time when she was actually there. 
I believe it was, um, oh, geez, oh, Pete's. She was there, and she was knighting all of the riders, and it was Keith Allen who actually rode the winner. Maybe Mr. Howard can remember that one. Winner of this day, the three hot cha-cha James Graham. His very first grade one wins by four and a half lengths. Well placed, cleared for Phil Sims. Congratulations, paying $19. Then the near Arctic up at Woodbine, a grade two, $500,000. Field commissions, Julian Le Peru, paying thirteen twenty for Daniel Vela. And then we go on to the E.P. Taylor Six, grade one. Now, this was a cool race. It was a million dollars up for grabs. It looked like the overwhelming favorite, Rainbow View, was Julian Lepreux, was home free and just going to roll right on by. La La Heeb, come on rolling with William Buick in the irons, winning by a length in three parts. Furious Rally swept on bay to pay $90.70 for Mick Shannon. Congratulations. Then the Patterson Canadian International Stakes, mile and a half on the turf. I gave it out. Champs-Élysées, paying seven twenty. Bobby Frankel and Gary Gomez in the irons. Well, it is time to head to our first break. When we return, we're going to have our weekly guest on. And joining us week on Winning Ponies is Mr. Neil Howard. You're going to want to stay tuned, but you're only going to hear it here on Winning Ponies. And I buy the bar, double round the crown, and everybody's getting down in this town. Ain't never gonna be the same. Cause I said... Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Imagine a family that was almost fed by neighbors who almost volunteered to help them out. Almost volunteered to give them their first hot meal in weeks. Almost volunteered. But as anyone knows, when it comes to giving, almost doesn't count. Don't almost give. Give. Give of your time, your money, your kindness. To find out how, visit our website at don'talmostgive.org. This message brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Oh, my God. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. 
Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi. You can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So, here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking time each and every week as we talk about the Sport of Kings. Second segment of every show, Winning Ponies is honored to please to have on our special guest of the week, and this week is no different as Winning Ponies is pleased to have on Super Trainer, Mr. Neil Howard. Good evening, Neil. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Ed? Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. Uh, you know what? I was reading over your name, and I was reading over my notes, and I have about four forms, and I called you Huffman. And I said, you know what, he's going to black my eye the next time he sees me. But uh, actually, uh, I was moving along so fast, and uh, yeah. actually, I was nope. reading it in the racing forum when I said that. So uh, if I get a black eye, I'll know it's coming from you. No problem. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, thanks so much for taking your time to be with us. Uh, you know, you're, you. you're a native of Riverdale, New York. Uh, I went through your bio. I've went through uh, many things on the, people can Google things off the Internet now, and they can pick up everything they want to know about yeah. folks. Now, it's, you know, no, there's no way we can actually hide anymore. You know, right. you, you've had a great career. How did you find yourself beginning in the world of racing? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. And I was always, uh, even though I was kind of, Born and raised in the city, I never really, uh, never really felt like a like a like a city kid, you know, and uh, kind of did whatever I could to kind of get out of the city when I could. I always always loved, had a love for horses and everything, and never knew it was going to early on going to lead to 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 this. To be so fortunate to be able to really make a make a life career out of it, but uh, you know, did did what I could and. Uh, fooling around with horses from the time I can remember, and one thing led to another, and, uh, of course, it was actually through through working in a stable in the city with uh, different kind of riding horses and show horses led me, led led to, to going to a couple the small racetracks in West Virginia and places like that with a guy I was working for buying some horses, and I got hit by the racetrack bug first time I was ever on the backstretch at, uh, of Waterford Park, which is now Mountaineer. And uh, from there, the rest, uh, the rest of it just kind of evolved into uh, into a career on the racetrack. Early on, you you worked for some very prominent horsemen, mm-hmm. Woody Stevens and Mac Miller. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. You you had to have you had to have gained a great deal of experience there. 
Yeah, I was very lucky, you know, from the time I walked, uh, set foot into in the back gate at Belmont Park, I was very lucky to to start out with, uh, you know, being a groom in some very good stables, uh, claiming stables, and then got lucky enough to, to, to work for uh, people like Joe Canny and Woody Stevens and, of course, Mac Miller, who was not only a great horseman, but uh, I think probably as good a, an, as an ambassador as, as the sport has ever, has ever had. So I was very fortunate, and I just learned, uh, you know, learned pretty much. I thought that was the where I got, where I really cut my teeth as far as real horsemanship. But, but I think also to really gain a real respect of what thoroughbred racing is all about and good horsemanship and really, uh, you know, really knowing what, what, Trying to, to to look for on horses and just the, the subtle the subtle things that you see around around the barn at the quiet times, just as much or more sometimes that you might see out on the racetrack, and also uh, how to kind of work with with people in the industry because this is an industry where you're working together with the people you're 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 actually competing against day in and day out, long hours, seven days a week, and. Uh, I think I learned more about that, about getting along with people and trying to be helpful to people and hope for the same in return for, from Mr. Miller more than almost as much or more than, than the actual the, the horses themselves. The tutelage and experience must have been just uh, hard to actually put into words, I mean, for working for, uh, for two Hall of Famers as such. But I have to ask you, Personally, I'm the director of marketing at River Downs Racetrack in uh, in Southern Ohio. Where did you actually tag your first winner? I saddled my first winner at River Downs, Knock Knock Bird, forty three sixty to pay on May twenty seventh, seventy nine. Yeah, I, I have to ask you this one because I wasn't yeah. actually around. I was around, but I wasn't at working at the track. I worked at Turfway for seventeen, and I've actually been at River for four, and, I, and I've loved racing all of my life. What was it back in the days for a small time over the Riverdowns get togethers, Donnie Wong, Larry Collegian, Jack and Essie, and the yeah. people that you actually got to know early in your career? Yeah, they were great, great guys. Uh, Warren Wolf, the racing secretary. Uh, it was just a, a, a great, a great bunch of people. When, when, when Sue and I, my wife and I came from New York to Ohio, they, they welcomed us with open arms and, and it was just, uh, I, you know, we were so excited to get on our own, and it was, you know, River Downs and Beulah Park, will, you know, will always be. You know, I, I tell you what, I, I, you'll think I'm just saying this. I think about those, every day I think about those places at one time or another during the course of the day. Sometimes it seems like it was a little simpler, you know, a little simpler time then, you know, it was a little more about what we do back there about the horses and everything like that. But, you know, things change. But, uh, but they treated me great, uh, you know, and, 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 and I loved being there, and I still think about those guys all the time. And, uh, you know, it was, it's very, it was a, a very important. It was a real start for us. They, they gave us our, our start, especially in this part of the country, and I'll always, uh, I'll always appreciate those people very much and any – Tom, I can never do anything to help them. I, I, I look forward to the day that I can kind of repay those guys a little bit. They were always very good to me, all the people there in Ohio. 
Well, that that is an incredible part, and and when I pass that back on, I, I know that's going to bring a smile to many faces. Actually, I tried to contact you one day, and I I didn't leave a message on your phone because I said, well, you know, it may be one of his assistants and such. I believe you called back to River Downs, and I believe uh, Jack and Essien gave me a call. Oh, yeah. Ed, did you try to get a hold of uh, Neil Howard today? I said, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of funny the way he goes, oh, okay. And, and, you know, he was kind of nervous there for a second. And he said, well, you know, give him a call back. I said, well, you better believe I am. Neil, I'm going to segue back. You went from small tracks where, you know, you cut your teeth and, and you really you, you really started uh, honing your trade and applying your trade. In 84, you went to work for a private trainer for Will Ferris's Lane's End Farm. What was that like for you? Oh, uh, you mean going to work for Mr. Ferris, you mean? Yes, sir. Oh, it was a great, it was a turning point, obviously. Uh, you know, it's hard to really put in words. Uh, you know, just extremely, very, very fortunate to, to come in contact and then to, to work for the Farish family and, you know, to be in a situation where you're entrusted with the kind of horses that the Farishes uh, have bred over the years and be fortunate enough to, to, to have a hand in developing, uh, you know, an, a lot of great fillies and colts, uh, not the least of which were horses like Summer Squall and My Shaft and Run Up the Colors and horses like that. I mean, I really uh, consider myself very fortunate, and that's why I try to, try to you know, be, you know, some try to be some sort of an ambassador to, to back to the in, to give back to the industry because the industry, i.e. the Farishes, have been so, so good to me. Uh, I just think that part of it gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. All these, with everything, such a fast pace with the sales and everything going on nowadays, which we all have to recognize that, you know, we've got to be on top of our game every minute. But there is a personal side to it that, that I try not to lose sight of. But, you know, I know I've been very, very fortunate. And, uh, of course, I always go by one, uh, not only the Farishes, but all the other people that I've been fortunate to, to, to train for as a result of training for the Farishes. You know, I, I, I come to work every day. I treat it like it's my first day on the job. Never, ever, ever take anything for granted. And I think, you know, that's by, by kind of, Going by that, uh, taking that position, you know, I, I think that's, yeah, I just, it works for me. You know, I think it would work for, for anybody that wants to succeed as you have in the game. And, oh, Mr. Howard, by the way, uh, after speaking with Ben Huffman, Rick Lee, I know names that uh, you'll recognize right off the, uh, the yeah. end of the bat, uh, uh, they say what a pleasure it is to work with you. And, uh, and when they, they said character in the in the the kindest of ways of uh, somebody that you're really going to enjoy actually being around someone, as you said, it's their first day on the job and they're excited to be there. And they said there's yeah. so many people that, you know, they've been in it for so long that it's this kind of old hat and, and many of the, many of the assistants just do their work for them. But when you put it like that, it's my first day on the job, you know, that, that kind of warms my heart that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's actually what I thought it would be. And, it kind of, you know, validates it there for me. You know, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Farish. Uh, I worked at Turfway Park and Lane's End being their, their premier race. And uh, Farish's are just class act people all the way around. Yeah, 
they they are they're they're very very uh, good people. They're Mr. Farish is it's, it's he's an interesting person to be around because whenever we're discussing strategies or discussing horses or with the emphasis on pedigrees and what horses what we feel a horse should or shouldn't do, which you know they don't always do what you want them to, which we all know, which is a whole nother telephone call. But <laughs> you know he uh, he always has uh, a pretty good insight to things. He'll come up with with something that, and I always wind up uh, leaving the conversation, yeah, you know, I never thought of that. <laughs> you know, well, but, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, but he's, uh, uh, but, uh, but, you know, you talk about, uh, talk about a student of the game, and, uh, you know, Mr. Farish is, he typifies that. You know, there's nothing better than working for someone that really cares, you know, and, and wants to be hands-on, but yet gives you uh, all of the rope needed to, to actually have the success that you've, you've had over the years. Neil, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot just for uh, a little bit here. Of the many horses you've conditioned over the, over the years you've been training, can you name your top three? Well, you know, obviously, I mean, I'd have to say that probably uh, – it, it's not hard, you know. Mine shaft is, is, is probably uh, easily the, the best horse that a lot of people might might train, you know. And maybe that's a little bit stretches a little bit. I mean, he was he wasn't a curling, but he was a very 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 good horse. Uh, and of course, I think run up the colors probably was my most sentimental best horse because, I mean, you know, she was 100% uh, owned and bred by Mr. and Mrs. Farish and was a filly that, uh, from a confirmation standpoint, we felt that she was going to be limited, but, you know, she was a very genuine, very honest filly, and she actually, uh, she won the Alabama, which was uh, an extremely gratifying uh, win for for Mr. Farish or or any breeder in general, and because uh, Summer Squall, you know, I think anybody that trains a classic winner, and Summer Squall was just probably I don't know if I if I ever been around a horse that that had the try and the and the and the genuine uh, all the attributes of a racehorse. You know, he was a he was kind of a small. He was a very small colt, a little light on constitution, but would run through a wall if you if you pointed him in that direction, as it, as he showed many many times. Uh, you know, and and again, I've been so fortunate to to have a, a, a number of very good horses, but I'd say Mine Shaft was, you know, he's a horse. He's he was just a a top notch race horse. He was a beautiful colt, impeccably bred. Uh, he did what he was bred to do, and the way he won his races, he, you know, he was he was a stalker. He would put his horses away, jump on his horses at the quarter pole, and then draw away. He just mesmerized horses when he when he passed them with three sixteenths of a mile left in a race, time after time after time. He was, you know, consistency, and that's the mark of a good horse. 
He had the heart I, of I, a beach ball, and, and for our many yeah. listeners out there, that when you allude to Mineshaft, who seven stakes uh, uh, victories earned him 2003 Horse of the Year honors right. and Eclipse Award, is the champion older male. When you talk about the horse that's near and dear to your heart, uh, it's near and dear to history's heart as well. Yeah, he was a very nice horse. Uh, it was, uh, you know, of course, as you say, he, he was a, he was a champion, and but. Uh, you know, I, I, again, you know, I, I've just been been very fortunate, and I and I never take it for granted to any any one of them. Well, Neil, in, in your voice, we can hear the the humble trainer, and and uh, you're glad to go to work for uh, for for wonderful people, and and I think that's the makings of a successful team. Uh, good people that love the game, and, and a trainer such as yourself that uh, loves what they do. You know, I, I have to ask you, switching gears here about synthetic surfaces. Uh, you know, there's a lot of mixed feelings, especially in California right now. That uh, you know, should they have actually gone to the uh, the synthetic surface? What are your feelings? On the on the poly track, the pro ride, all synthetic surfaces. Well, I think my my thoughts are probably uh, like a lot of people's. Personally, uh, I think that the uh, intentions are uh, are the best. I think everything that we're trying to devise and everything we're trying to to do for safety and and lower the injury rate. You know, where you know, obviously, I commend the industry trying to do it, and I think that we still have uh, there's still a lot of trial and error. They're, they're not perfect yet. I mean, I I know they'll never be perfect. Uh, they'll they they probably still need. We still have a lot of research to do and a lot of work to to do on the synthetic surfaces, uh, and I think once the all the hardworking people that are are these experts that are that are doing this for us. I think we're going to come up with the formula, whether it be a synthetic surface or some kind of a, a or if we, or a better dirt surface. I'm still a little bit up in the air. I, I do think that the synthetic surfaces are probably going to, there's a chance that they'll probably uh, play, it'll probably play out in the end. I think we're still in the, in the, in the learning, you know, in, in a learning curve on, about all of it. Not we're not there yet, but I think we're getting there. I think uh, I think you are right. Uh, learning curve is a, is is probably one of the kinder ways to put it. And uh, I, you know, I, for me personally, uh, as as a fan of the sport, I guess uh, I guess the jury's still out, and you know, I'm still learning each and every day when I do watch them them run. Neil, alternative gaming is a big issue in every state, especially in Kentucky. In your opinion, it is needed. Is it needed, I should say? Is it needed to keep the horse capital of the industry, Kentucky, at the forefront? Well, the, to be honest with you, from what I've seen, especially this summer where I was racing up in, uh, up in the Mid-Atlantic, you know, up at Delaware Park, and we were, I was racing at a slots racetrack and surrounded by slots racetrack, and they all seemed to be, Things the purses were holding, uh, and every and they, the money seemed to be generated. You know, consistently there were no purse cuts, and it, it all seemed to me, uh, you know, they they all seem to be doing well. And I think we probably need them. I'm not as up on all the particulars relative to the numbers and the, all the intricacies of gaming 
as uh, as some of the other people are. To be perfectly honest with you, so my I, I, my opinion, I would limit my opinion to saying what I've seen so far is probably very positive. I think a lot of the smaller racetracks, like places like like Penn National, the racetracks in West Virginia. I mean, you can't get in those parking lots are full 24 hours a day. At Delaware, they they seem to be doing really, really well. I, I would say if you if you held me in a corner right now and said I need to know yes or no, I'd say yes. We 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 probably need them because we do have the way racing is right now. Uh, we do need to get the purses up. The breeders and the owners they need better purses. We need because it, it's all a trickle-down effect, right down to breeders with, with stallions and everybody's, with the, with the industry where, uh, in the state the industry is in right now, with breeders having to cut stallion fees to try to uh, be commensurate with people breeding mares, which, which moves on to, pro, you know, produce and yearlings, weanlings and yearlings, it's just uh, we, we need racing needs to get back on its feet. Purses need to go up. Money has to start being generated to help everybody industry in the industry, from the breeder standing the top steins in Kentucky right down to the hot walkers at the racetrack. I can't agree with you more. There's so many people's livelihoods that work hard day in and day out, and you see it firsthand. You know, as as yes. a trainer for the many uh, for the many claiming trainers, for the right. owners, for the for the breeders, for the entire industry. Actually, I enjoyed reading the truth, uh, Mr. Farish. Kudos. He actually uh, wrote a, a professional scathing uh, appointment to the uh, to the uh, to the powers that be in the state of Kentucky about uh, yeah. they're now wanting to go through the uh, go through the motions of trying to, uh, to yeah. get the slot machines. Yeah, that might have even been Mr. Farage Jr. That might have been Bill, Mr. Farage's son. It, I, I enjoy it just the same, and you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. The exactly. truth being read was was uh, was all all the power all the power that uh, you would ever need behind the subject. And when you read a man in power and a man who loves the game, and you you can feel the right. passion just in the words that were on the paper. When you're actually calling out the Senate and the House and in the powers that be, that you know too little, too late. And uh, you know you, where were you when we needed you most? And these are the people that actually vote. These are the bigger money people in the state that actually make things happen. But I enjoyed reading right. the truth i had to allude to that kudos to the article there neil one final question yes, there's sir. many young trainers out there who are wanting to follow in your footsteps and i know that they're out there because they show up each and every day to the backside looking for jobs what words of advice and wisdom do you have for them i guess mr Howard sorry, is i lost your head you're there. Oh, good, uh, good. I'm here. I'm here. I, I, you yeah. lost me there for a second. I thought. Yeah. I guess Can you he got angry. Question again. Yeah. The people that are following in your footsteps that are wanting to become a trainer. What words of wisdom do you have for them? Well, I, I think that uh, basically goes back to what I when you were asking how how I, you know me personally in the racetrack and everything. I do see a lot of uh, people in the industry trying to uh, you know skip hurdles, and I think. Mm -hmm. you, that's 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 one of the big problems, and probably not only in, in this in this industry, maybe in a lot of industries. But for what I see, just what I do every day, I think the bottom line is you just got to really keep your keep your eyes and ears open, 
start out, you know, right on, on the bottom and just learn, you know, right, learn the right way. Try not to just, just dive in, like, just like anything. You've got to go to grammar school, then in the junior high, high, then the, then the college. You got to just try to take it one step at a time and really try to do, learn everything you can, you know, about the industry, whether it be in the bonds or a front side job, because it's a great industry and you'd be surprised. There's a lot more, there's a lot in this industry, especially nowadays in the technology, with the technology, the simulcasting and with the, with, with the wide, with the web and everything. There are so many wonderful careers in racing right now. Really go, go on all your sites and, and research everything. But if you're a horse lover, just don't be afraid to just get out there and start at the bottom because the opportunities are there for anybody that doesn't mind getting up early and working. It's the greatest thing. It's the greatest uh, uh, industry there is. Well, you are definitely living proof of the harder I work, the luckier I get. Mr. Howard, on behalf of Winning Ponies, I'd like to thank you for taking your time to be with us tonight. We wish you the best for you and yours, and we know we're going to be seeing you in the winter circle soon, sir. I hope so. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's been Neil Howard, uh, trainer extraordinaire, and uh, kind of a man of few words, but a whole lot of action. Keep your eye on Neil, because when he brings one to the paddock, trust you me. It definitely has a shot. Well, it's time to head up to a break. When we return, we're going to be talking some more horses, but you're only going to hear it on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, porters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. There was this house that was almost saved from a fire that was almost put out by people who almost volunteered. As generous a nation as we are, sometimes instead of giving, we almost give. We almost come forward in times of need. Almost. But almost giving is the same as not giving at all. Don't almost give. Give. To find out how, check our website at don'talmostgive.org. A message from the Ad Council. 
opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. He's still out. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. Thank you for joining us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Just hand on Mr. Neil Howard, man, a few words. Much action out of his career. Definitely uh, a man that uh, he's very soft-spoken, but you can tell that horse racing runs very deep in his blood. Training for the Farishes, trust you me, no better people in the game. Well, it is time to do some handicapping here, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give myself a mythical $100. Really, it's probably going to be a real $100, but we're going to call it mythical. Mythical for kind reasons here. And if you actually take a look at the Keeneland, pick four on Fridays is guaranteed $200,000. What we're going to do is we're going to do an $81 ticket. I'm going to keep myself under $100. Or if you do a 50-cent version, it'll cost you $40.50. Tomorrow we're going to do a little pick four, and here it goes, $200,000 guaranteed which is very, very sweet. Race number seven, a mile and 16th on the turf. We are going to take three runners there. Let's take the six, Kiowa Cat, Rajiv Marav for Billy Mott, Bluegrass Princess of seven, Johnny Velasquez, and the ten, redreamt it. And I'm telling you what, six, seven, and ten in the seventh race of Keeneland tomorrow might be a nice little way to kick it off. And on to race number eight, we are going to use the two fabulous babe, E.T. Baird, for Hugh Robertson coming in from Chicago, doing very well together. Nursery rhyme, the three, was Julian Le Peru. So I like the two and the three, and I round out with the 11, War Kill. War Kill is, is actually two to one, and I think will be two to one. So we're going to use six, seven, and ten in the opener with the two, three, and 11. Ninth race, the Valley View, a nice grade three here. And, and my picks here, I'm going to take the four, Haka, five to one, Rajiv Hara. I'm going to use the six, Kirtana, Robbie Alvarado at seven to two. And then I'm going to round out with a nine, that'd be Aurora Lights with J.S. McElhaney from uh, up in Canada way here, coming fresh off a of victory at Woodbine. So I'm going to use the four, six and the nine in my pick four and then around it race number 10 it's claiming twenty five thousand dollars at keeneland i'm going to use two horses here i'm going to go with the four zubani zubani in the 10th race in the 10 coolie four to one was julian lepru for an 81 dollar ticket for the two hundred thousand dollar keeneland pick four tomorrow i go six seven ten with the two three eleven with the four six nine with the four and the ten, that is my $81 wager for tomorrow. I love the action here. I, I like a, I like a, a definitely uh, a $200,000 pot on a Friday. Now, that's a lot of fun. Now, this week I'm going to be playing also in a, a little mini contest. I, I like to play that horse player qualify. Uh, I enjoy enjoy doing it. It's the mini contest. You have to take a look at their site. It's really good. Actually, 
came in fifth last week. I believe it was fourth, and then it got bumped down to fifth. Maybe somebody had a discrepancy there, but hey, I still got a little payoff, and I'm just as happy. And I'm going to be turning it loose with Horse Player Qualify tomorrow and playing in another mini. Aside from that, Saturday, we've got one heck of a day in New York. We got the New York Stallion Day, and uh, it's all about the New York Bread Showcase. And uh, you're going to want to get your New York Bread hat on if you haven't. And we're going to kick off in the sixth race a $100,000, the Maid of the Mist, a one-term mile for New York Bread Phillies. I like the two mineralogists. And Kent DeSormo for, for Kimmel here, it's boggling my mind. Kimmel is winning at 26% of the time. The mineralogist loves New York Company and access a huge win in $100,000 uh, stake company here. And, and I, I really think that this is going to be the factor. A speedy daughter of Mineshaft, Neil Howard. I, I believe he'd be talking about Mineshaft. Her dam was seeking the ante, which is 100% with her babies. The one-turn effort uh, should play well for DeSormo. Plenty of speed with Porkchop Sander, Valuable Lady, uh, Raffi's Rose. I like mineralogists. In the sixth race, the Maid of the Mist up at Belmont on Saturday. In the seventh race, a one-mile event, $100,000 of Sleepy Hollow for two-year-old New York Reds. Undefeated two-year-old here, Iboye, number 11, Cornelia Velasquez for Todd Pletcher. Pletcher's winning 31% of the time. That's incredible. That is just incredible numbers there. Exit's a super effort, and this should be another for Iboye in the seventh race of Sleepy Hollow. And uh, I'd say bet early, bet often, and capitalize on your multi-race data, especially when you're looking at your winning ponies data. You're going to want to dig down deep when you get your pick threes and pick fours. That's that's where you get paid right there. Race number eight, seven panels. We got the uh, we got the Iroquois Stakes. As we're going to go seven furlongs, three year olds and upwards. I like the four gold for the queen. Eddie Castro in the irons. Yep, Eddie Castro. He's up in New York grinding right now. One for two at Belmont and comes in from Finger Lakes. Six for nine in the money this year. And this New York bread cuts back from a mile and a sixteenth. Back down to seven panels. I think that might be a helper right there. Lots to like here. And Castro in town, to me, is definitely a boost. This kid can flat out ride. So in the eighth race, the Iroquois, I like gold for the queen. You're going to get a little bit of a price there. Ninth race, you've got the $125,000 Hudson stakes for six furlongs, three-year-olds and up New York breads. I like the one driven by success. Ramon Dominguez for Bruce Levine. Levine's winning 26% of the time. These guys up in New York are just lighting them up. But Dominguez and Levine are winning 22% together, 67% in the money. Exits open grade one company in the forego into New York company. Oh, driven by success drives right to the wire. Race number 10 at Belmont on New York uh, Showcase Day, a mile and eighth, a $250,000 Empire Classic here, three-year-olds and upward. I like the six. That is future prospect. Raji Marat and Mike Maker. Anytime Maker travels anywhere outside of Kentucky, he does well, and his numbers prove it. He's winning 29% of the time. This gelding is four for four. Belmont in the money, and I see future prospect being a future winner this Saturday. So that encapsulates New York racing this Saturday, and I would say for you to actually follow and jump aboard, and then it takes me back to Kentucky. Sweet bluegrass state it is, the fifth at Keeneland. 
One mile on the turf, a nice allowance race here. I like this 7X high. Richard Migliori for Todd Pletcher, and Pletcher's doing very well. He's winning only 25% down in, uh, down in Keeneland, uh, or down in Kentucky, which is a very tough circuit indeed. 25% exits the Bourbon, a grade three into allowance company, dropping like a rock in the river. He wins 22% of the times with his two-year-old, and this is a two-year-old Colt by Maria's Mon here. Actually, the dam was a stakes winner, and she's produced some very nice runners indeed. I believe X-High in the fifth race at Keeneland gets the pie. Race number six at Keeneland, a six-and-a-half furlong allowance affair, and I'm going to go to number eight, and that is working for hops. I've been working for hops for a long time because hops is beer. Working for Hops, Robbie Alvarado for Mike Stidham here. Won very handily on the 17th of September at Arlington. Going to go from six to six and a half, which I think is very, very nice. And leaving off of a win and coming down and working a 47 and four on October 19th. I think working for Hops, if you get nine to five, bet early and bet often. Seventh race at Keeneland, I like the two. It's hard, but. Jamie Terrio, or his buddies call him the Riot. Jamie the Riot riding for Todd Pletcher, as I said, who's winning 25% of the time. Ran a very tough second after breaking slow. Opening up a 6-1. to one. If you get 6-1 to one at heart, but bet all you can. Race number eight at Keeneland, one mile on a turf, a nice allowance race here. And, and I like the seven here, attempted humor. This might be one of my best plays of the day, Julian Leperu for Todd Pletcher. Pletcher's going to have a big day all around the country. One for one at Keeneland, four for four in the money on the turf. And uh, is going to drop out of a grade two at Santa Anita. But been off for, now, been off for a while, has not raced in eight months. And uh, I think that attempted humor is going to attempt his way right into the winner's circle with Lay Peru. I think this is going to be one of my tip-top plays of the week. The ninth race at Keeneland, the seven furlong Raven run a grade two in here, and uh, just Jenda's going to take a lot of play, but I'm going to go with the eight. That is flashing Richard Migliori for Saeed Ben Sour, and it wouldn't be a weekend without Saeed Ben Sour winning one. He won a grade one in third and a grade three. I like the eight flashing in the ninth race at Keeneland, the grade two Ravens run. And then we go to Santa Anita, and we got the Harold Ramser Sr., a grade three event. Here, we're going to go a mile on the turf. I love Santa Anita. I just cannot get away from it. And plus, I'm also starting to zero in on it because uh, we're, 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 going to be, we're going to be heading there uh, in not too long, and we're going to be playing for some big cheese out there. I like acting lady here. Rafael Bejarano for Doug O'Neill. Dropping, made a middle move last time out. Three for four in the money at Oak Tree at Santa Anita. I like, I like acting lady. I love Bejarano. I just can't say enough good things about Bejarano. That is in the one-mile turf event, the Harold C. Ramser Sr. at Santa Anita on Saturday. As you've heard, we've heard, Mr. we've heard Mr. Howard talk about some great things in racing. One of the sorryfulest things in racing was the Kentucky Senators putting on a faux effort, actually, to get alternative gaming. We'd have liked to have seen it done a, a different way for Kentucky to remain at the forefront of racing. People that vote... Use your votes wisely next time around for those in office. Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. Winning Ponies would like to thank Mr. Neil Howard for being our special guest and you for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week as we will be talking with executive Mr. Jim Goodman. So until then, may your winners be many and your losers be few. Good luck, everyone, and good night. 
Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.